Are we ready? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Face for Wrestling Video Podcast. As always, I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Weiss. How's it going, Matt? I mean, it's going. I'm officially on lockdown against my will. Well done, sir. Dr. The Wife, how's it going? It's going all right. Everything's quiet so far. Nobody's protesting outside my door, so we're good. Matt, last episode, we talked about Mission Pro Wrestling starting up and finding interesting ways to kickstart the promotion. But did you know that since we last recorded, the promotion has shifted slightly and is becoming a women's promotion? Yeah, it's going to be all women's promotion from the bookers down to the refs, down to the commentators. It's almost like a little bit of lone stardom. I see what you did there, sir. We here at FFW are excited for this and look forward to seeing what they can do. Who knows? You may even see a special on here come out of it in the very distant future at the very least you should check it out and maybe see one of your favorite online wrestling personalities in the front row it may be hard to tell because i'll be wearing a mask but i'll be the one with the bushy beard behind the mask that's right we have vip tickets and i think four are still available as of this recording but it's going to be a couple of weeks before this episode comes out so they'll probably be gone dr my wife have you seen the comments on the last episode no i didn't get a chance to look Episode 10 was probably our chattiest episode so far. Keep it up, y'all. We really enjoy interacting with each and every one of you and learning new things all the time from our amazing supporters. There have been a couple of spoilers in the comments, though. EA tells us, and uh, this is the Japanese word for house. He knows who I'm talking about. That Saki's flash pin, the quick pin that she does, is called the zombie revival or sometimes the revival. Saki would have a sneaky move. Saki... Well, I mean, she had to be a little sneaky to get past Mayu's evil training. Mayu. (laughs) And so it begins. (laughs) EA also mentions that Hazuki's penny move combo is called the Hazuki Straw. Straw? S-T-R-A-L? Yeah. Cool. Thank you all so much for all the support. We really do enjoy y'all educating us on this so that we can put our best foot forward in trying to spread the word of stardom. Speaking of stuff happening since the last episode, I stuck it in at the end because it happened after we recorded, but while I was video editing, Stardom is back! Yeah, they're back and running strong. It seems that the plague has calmed down a bit as the first horseman of the Alpalcalypse has shifted gears. Stardom had their first show on June 21st since hosting the 2020 Cinderella Tournament back on March 24th. By the time this episode comes out, Stardom will have had six more shows since then. Similar to the March 24th show, they are still taking precautions by performing certain checks on guests that I can only hope are being enforced by the wrestlers, because God knows I wouldn't want to cross them. Same. 
Even though things are slowly trying to get back to normal, it should be noted that professional wrestling is still in a bind and needs all of our help. Mayu recently held an awkward presser hosted by New Japan Pro Wrestling for the Save Our Pro Wrestling campaign. The other promotions included in this promotional are Pro Wrestling Noah, All Japan Pro Wrestling, DDT, and Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. From my understanding, proceeds are split among the wrestlers and staff, and this is similar to what the NWA is doing on this side of the pond as well. This is the cool pink t-shirt, right? It comes in other colors other than pink, too. Sorry, this is the manly pink t-shirt, right? (laughs) It needs to come in polo form so I can golf in it. Right. (laughs) And to kind of answer some of the questions about this, yes, we know who the other promotions we mentioned are. Kind of. Slightly. (laughs) We're aware. Still have more questions than that? Then head on over to our FAQ thread on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash face for wrestling. Link in the description below. Yeah, make sure and get those questions in because we, surprise, are planning on doing a big Q&A next month. So if you want to get your question out there, any burning questions, any, any thoughts you want us to answer, get them on that Reddit board. I'm glad you mentioned that we're doing this next episode. We're 11 episodes in, and we didn't think we'd make it this far, so let's enjoy it, right? Yeah. Before we get into the the end-of-the-year Climax show, we're going to take a breather for a couple of reasons. One of them is is we kind of want to take a mental break between the two shows and kind of straighten out what's going on for the next series of events moving forward. Mm -hmm. The other reason is is because I have recently shifted gears in my job, kind of a promotion-type thing, and my work is – I'm kind of balancing things out right now. And on top of that, like he said, we didn't necessarily think we would make it a year. We knew we would do it for a year because we enjoyed doing it, but we didn't know we'd have a fan base actually following along. And we see all five of you. We love you guys. So we want to give some of that love back to you guys. Answer any questions you have. Yay. (laughs) Because I'm one of the five. (laughs) (laughs) Answer any questions y'all may have. uh, Just, you know, shed a little bit of that light back on you guys. And it could be that some of y'all are like me, where social media is kind of an awkward thing for us. And when you see a link to a Reddit or any other platform, you're just like, no, I'm just going to stick with what I know. I will be scouring through the comments from the previous episodes, and we'll answer some of those questions as well, too. Oh, yeah, definitely hit us up here, Facebook, Twitter. It doesn't have to be the Reddit. Just wherever your social media of choice is, put some questions out there. We'll give you some shout outs. With all that out of the way, break out those death metal bingo cards and let's see if I can squeeze in another one in this episode. It's December 16th, 2018, and we're one show away from the end of the year climax show. We're back at Shinkiba First Ring for reported attendance of 308, similar to the Remington 308. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Redneck. <laughs> It seems Matt got our DeLorean working and told them about the camera issues from the last episode, so everything was pretty slick this show. Yeah, it's important to note that this is one day after the last show, but everything is like a world of difference. As per the norm, the sound is a blaring 11 on the website, as it's one higher than 10. Ooh, do we get a spicy? Numbers all go to 11. Maybe. You can find out what I'm talking about by heading on over to www.stardom-world.com and get in a membership for 920 yen a month. How many? 920. That's not many at all. It's one higher than 919. <laughs> <laughs> we have a five-match card setting us up for our go-home show today with two triple tag matches, a tag match, and two singles matches, with one of them being our main event for the Wonder of Stardom Championship tonight. 
Oddly, this may be the shortest show we've watched since starting this little venture. It definitely felt like it. Our first match tonight is a triple tag match with Jan, Jungle, Kaori, and Monster versus Stars, Tam, Hanan, and Rena. Uh, we jump back to the back to the Jan locker room, and we get the uh, normal Jan intros, followed by Jungle saying, Today is the final Shinkiba show. It's my final tag match of the year, so I want to score a win. All good? Let's go. We then shoot over to the Stars locker room, where we're greeted by P-Chan saying, Yo! Tam then says, Today I'm with Hanan and Rena. It's our first time together. Let's work hard with three people. Let's go! And then for some reason, she reiterates three people. Simple intros all around for our opener. As they're making their entrances, we see all three sisters come out with Tam. Yeah, we get a little bit of confused look on Jan's side of the ring. As they're doing the streamers, Hina and Rena accept the streamers together. Like initially, Rena just gets streamered, but then she calls Hina over to get the streamers as well. And Jan starts counting and there's obviously four people in the ring, not three. So Jungle gets on her loud screaming voice. See what I did there? Because she's a screamer. She says, the number of people is wrong. Is it wrong? And she counts them. Tam goes, maybe you counted wrong. There's three of us. Tam, one. Hina and Rena, two. Hannon, three. Kaori, one, two, three. All three of you, come on. As soon as the, she says, bring it on, Tam starts directing the dropkick train onto Monster into the corner. I like that you said that, because that's my exact note. Tam conducts <laughs> the dropkick train. <laughs> Hina and Rena flip Monster out of the corner while Hanan was off keeping Kaori out of the ring. Tam is Tam at this point. <laughs> I love Tam. I don't, <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy you mentioned Tam, because before watching this fight, I happened to stumble across Tam's Instagram not because I wanted to, but because it just happened to be up. So in any case, I happened upon her Instagram and actually started watching. And maybe two minutes into watching her Instagram, I wasn't really sure what I was watching. Do many of the wrestlers' Instagrams just happen to be staring at the camera and just making faces and putting bubbles in their mouths and making that pouty face? Is that normal? No, I think that's just Tam. Oh, okay. Yeah, we don't talk about Tam's Instagram. Oh, really? Okay. I just. We're a fan of Wrestler Tam, not Insta Tam. Oh, there, there's a difference. Okay. I don't know if there's a difference. <laughs> I just really wanted to say Insta Tam. Insta Tam. <laughs> <laughs> Things start to calm down as Rena gets in the head scissors onto Monster, but Kaori comes in to start a chain reaction. It goes critical as Tam comes in to land some stomps onto the Jan members. I absolutely love this. You have this whole leg lock line. Tam takes a minute to try to figure out where she's supposed to go. Sees that there's no opening for her, so just starts jumping on people. The ring clears, and Monster hits her cross-body splash to easily knock over Hina and Rena. She gets into tag to Kaori, and she goes at it with her clavicle chops. Are you ready for this? Okay. I have a name for it. It's not the official name, but it's my official name, since she did it to two people here. The Clavicle Calvacade. Well done, Thank sir. You. Thank <laughs> you. I, I'm very proud of Clavicle Calvacade. Cal yeah. Now I can't even say it. The twins manage to stop her. As Kaori is running the ropes, she tries to dropkick them, but they easily move out of the way, and we get our first arm bars of the night, number 38 and number 39. Armbar. Tam and Hanan keep Jan occupied as race car ref counts something to five, and the twins break it up. I'm not really sure what he was counting here. I think it's just the fact that every time they do a double-team submission maneuver, they always do a five count. Tag outs, and we're now to the part that Matt was here to see. Jungle and Tam get it on. 
Yeah, it's Jungle and Tam pick it up. Tam runs into Duck a clothesline and try to get in some kicks, but Jungle is quick to stop her. A couple of more reversals and Tam manages to land the PKO off the ropes while Jungle is down and Tam does the cartwheel knees to the back. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I really love this cutter and I, I love that you called it a PKO because I was specifically looking to see if there was a name for it. And when I typed in Tam Cutter, this exact match is what pops up. After Jungle kicks out of a pin attempt, Tam lays her flat with a kick to the throat. I, I thought it was right to the jaw, man. It was tight. Snug. Hanan is in after Tam failed another pin attempt, and she nails a few slick hip tosses. Yeah, those judo throws were really nice. But the follow-up elbows aren't fully effective yet. No, nah, I think you got that a little bit throughout this match between Hanan, Heenan, and Rina and um, Ruaka. Uh, they're still green, and you can still see it. But they're getting better. Hanan breaks away to run the ropes for something, but Jungle has had enough and stops Hanan dead in her tracks. Yeah, no, man, I don't want that clothesline. Then Jungle has her way with Hanan. I'm not going to tell Jungle she can't have her way with somebody. Rena tries a pin on Jungle, fails, tags in Hina, fails another pin, tags in Hanan, tries for a pin, but Kaori breaks it up after all of that. Yeah, it was a really smooth little uh, segment here. Jan sets up for a three-way sandwich in the middle of the ring, but Hanan ducks out and all of Jan run into each other. Hina and Rina sneak in to try a double-team suplex on Jungle. Nope, but with the assistance of Tam, Hanan is able to get a decent-looking suplex in on Jungle. Monster slips in for a self-rock bottom onto Hanan, while Kaori sets up for a running knee attack to the back of Hanan. Yeah, I know you normally hate the whole self-rock bottom maneuver, but holy shit, did she not do it beautifully here by driving Hanan's face into the mat somehow while over the top of her shoulder. This was great. This was a good move. Then Jungle lays her ass out with a clothesline. Yeah. Hina and Rina are in for the save, and Jungle isn't happy. She starts stacking sisters in the middle of the ring to give us a triple single leg Osaka crab. Holy crap, was that impressive. You can see race car ref explaining to Jungle she is only allowed to do it to one at a time after he five counts it. Right. Poor race car ref. He's he's in for a hell of a night tonight. <laughs> yeah, he is. Jungle sets up Hanan for a top rope splash, and she gets the three in 619. Yeah, we immediately get back to the confusion counting of, was that three people or was it four people we just beat? This really explains why I was so confused for a majority of the fight when I was watching it. That's actually what I wrote in my notes, that this, the rest of this match was just confusing. But, you know, it was entertaining. The other girls did a good job, I thought. It just kind of looked like a free-for-all. Yeah, it was a nice opening match to where the young talent gets a chance to, you know, get some work in, in front of a crowd again. My only complaint is this is... 24 hours away from Jungle and Natsuko's epic match. Uh, I wouldn't have put Jungle in this match. But other than that, like you put this match and watch it by itself. It, nothing wrong. It was an entertaining opener. It was a fun little opener that saw three established stars help the new up-and-comers. No one gave too much or sold too little. For me, this was the perfect opener. And I guess if some were to call this a comedy match then this is what I want in all of my comedy matches then. I wouldn't have called it a comedy match. I, it's just not where I would have wanted Jungle right after the last show. 100% agree on that. Our next match is a singles match between Natsumi and Kigitsu. I know we keep harping on this, but how awesome is it to see the well-established stars help out building the new younger talent? Yeah, I, I think we get that a lot throughout this this particular show. But like, what other promotion is going to have their world champion fighting an up-and-comer second match of the card? 
I get a chuckle out of Keigitsu and Oedotai when they run out of things to say. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of some of the stellar promos of the 80s. So we shoot back to the back to Natsumi first, and she says, Today I fight Kagetsu. Kagetsu is a big senior and very strong, but I'm going to win. Nice confidence. Uh, then Kagetsu says, So, we're at Shinkiba, the last time of 2018, and I have a singles match. My opponent's the daughter of Mary Apache, Natsumi. I faced her for the first time yesterday, but I didn't get a good feel for her. She's just a baby, so I want to get this over quickly, and this interview is done. As Kegetsu makes her way out with the red belt, now holds open the ropes for her, and it would appear that there's now a vaccine for Jad. <laughs> Question for you, though. Is uh, this the first time we've heard Kegetsu's solo metal theme? I think in our timeline, yes. Yeah, I'm in in our timeline. That's a badass entrance theme. Like, I love the Odiotai entrance and theme, but if you had to have something different, this is a good follow-up for Kigetsu. Yeah, I agree. I, I like this entrance song, too. Miss Yuri really got into announcing on this one, too. I don't know if it was the audio setting from the recording or the venue itself, but she really got into it this show. Yeah, I think you can tell everybody's really having a good time. A lot of good crowd work, and the crowd's really into it, and all the wrestlers and announcers seem to be just having a fun time. I have here, uh, Kigetsu's good at taunting the audience with the merch as she psychs them out as she's trying to throw a shirt into the crowd but says, nah, just throws it down to uh, Hazuki, I believe it is. Or no, no it's she now. Was, she was actually pretending to to throw it at now at first, like hard. There was like a weird, is Kigetsu being mean to now throughout this? And it looked like she was pretending to throw it really hard at now, but then dropped it down to her. Let you know, if I was in that audience, I'd be ready to get into a fight with one of the audience members. But the moment she threw it down to now, I was like, oh, as bad as I want that shirt, nah, it ain't happening. Nah, it ain't worth asking. Aw, shit, Natsumi didn't give race car ref a chance to check her out as she bolts over to Kegetsu to start things off quick. But did you notice that when race car ref went to check Kegetsu, Kegetsu checked herself first? <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's like race car ref went to check her and then kigetsu told him to hold on checked herself and then allowed like she's so heelish that she had to make sure she wasn't accidentally carrying weapons on her kigetsu gets the upper hand and they trade some arm drags and some reversals it looks as if natsumi is going to hit a jawjacker but it's kigetsu lifting her up for something and then natsumi hurling kigetsu over minor pause and natsumi hits a drop kick to taunt a little yeah, this whole opening sequence is so quick and smooth. Uh, it's not exactly what I was expecting, and kudos to both women. I agree. It was a very high-intensity fight, and they just keep the energy high. It was really good. It was a really nice way to start it off, you know? Yeah. After her taunting, Kegetsu stops her from running into the ropes with a mist, and then one to race car ref as he tried to school Kegetsu for it. Is this the first appearance of Kegetsu the waterbender? What? Oh, Okay. <laughs> couple of boos as well, too. I bring it up because you normally don't hear them, and I think this venue is causing some reverb as well because they are coming in loud on the mic that we have tonight. I think it's just that there's one guy that's really into the show near the mic again. Kegetsu dumps Natsumi out for a chat with Now. Is there still some unfinished business with race car ref? A, a chat? You mean when Now just starts beating her up? <laughs> Matt, do you ever notice how Kigetsu changes her style of taunting based on the match she's in? It's not to the point to where she's completely dismissing her opponent and undermining them as a contender, but you can tell that she is aware of the crowd's expectations. Yeah, I'm glad you kind of brought it up that way, because that's something I was going to talk about as we got towards the end of the match. 
there's definitely a cocky hill i'm better than her i don't i don't need to really try hard in this match and it, it serves really well not only this match but something that happens later on and and we'll definitely get into that later also we spot tank top guy in the crowd did we i missed the tank top guy tank top sh- guy yeah he's one of our regulars oh wow okay I'm sure he was obvious in the first match, but he really stuck out in this one for me. I, I got to know, though, is that the same tank top? Does I hope he washes it over and over, man. Oh, my I God. I kind of hope he doesn't. Just the same tank top all the time. Ugh. He's a good luck charm. Yeah. Reverse Russian leg sweep into a headlock from Kigetsu to Natsumi and then into a strange arm submission thingamajigger. I think we named that move last match, and then I couldn't find my notes from it, so arm submission Arm thing. pretzel thing that that one yeah yeah i was pretty amazed when i saw that that not yeah it was a really weird arm time maneuver and i kind of liked it but i was distracted did you notice that outside the ring now is booping tam on the head over and over again until tam finally has enough starts booping her back and chases her around the ring okay <laughs> it was so distracting for a second i was like "Ooh, tam and now that's a feud I didn't know I wanted. Natsumi makes the ropes and goes into a strange submission on her own on Kigitsu involving the leg. Yes. Is this on your other notes too? Yeah, it's on my other notes. I I, I don't have those notes. M- make reference to it. I, I, I definitely will. I'm taking notes on it right now. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Kigitsu lets Natsumi know that her elbows need some work with a kick straight to the baby maker. Off the ropes and into Kegitsu picking up Natsumi for what looks to be a reverse Hurricanrana, but it's turned into the El Nudo. Kegitsu rolls out of it and says she ain't having it tonight, but at least played along to still help Natsumi out a little bit. She's the first one we've seen just roll out of it, right? I think so. I think she even did like the baseball safe hand sign. Oh yeah, that's right. Eh. Into another elbow exchange and Kegitsu teaches Natsumi how to do it. But right after, we get some well-done shoulder tackles from Natsumi that shows she's getting a bit stronger. Yeah, she's given a lot in this match. Into the torque wrench, and I'm still amazed by this move and wonder why we don't see it more often elsewhere. Maybe all those years of Gorilla Monsoon going on about patented holes was a real thing. <laughs> I, it may be. I don't think I've ever seen anybody else pull off this maneuver. Natsumi tries for the torque wrench again after Kegitsu broke out of the first one, but she couldn't quite get it on, so instead, finally gets in the El Nudo with some taunting ass kicks. Yeah, it was really nice. Off the ropes, and Natsumi tries for another submission, but this one wasn't going as planned, and she turned it into a pin attempt straight away. Good. A two-count sees Natsumi put in the reverse figure yon, and Kegitsu is selling like death. I love this point in the match. She gets this move on, and you have Tam cheering her on from the outside. But right beside Tam, there's a shot of Mary Apache just so into watching her daughter in this match. It made for an awesome visual. Oh, well, I missed that. Yeah, she's like right on the outside just watching. Like you can tell she's 100% in behind and cheering on her daughter. It's a really good oh, I, shot. Yeah, I may have caught that. Yeah, because I, I saw a few times where she was just really hitting the match, just getting into yeah. it. Yeah. They both get a nice round of applause when Kegetsu makes the ropes. Yeah, it was a good spot. Where's Tank Top Guy's newspaper? While they were in the headlock, I usually see him on his phone or reading a paper, but this match has got him sold. Yeah, I think it, it, I think it had everybody into it. <laughs> Beautiful drop kick from Kegitsu to Natsumi to start and turn the tide of the match, followed by a nice belly-to-belly and then a nicer fall-away slam. But it only sees Kegitsu get a 2 and 99 100s. 
It looked like Higetsu was going for a powerbomb, but Datsumi transitioned it into a successful hurricanrana. And my goodness, did Kegitsu eat the mat on that one. Yeah, it was a little clunky. I won't say botch, but it was a little clunky. Kegitsu has had enough and breaks out of a codebreaker to roll into armbar number 65. My goodness. That armbar sees us lead to Datsumi tapping out at 836. Yeah, I think that one is the uh, the code red, made popular by the ever-popular wrestler, Sergeant Pitbull Pittman. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know I, you love this man. Same on you. <laughs> that was the first finishing move I ever wanted, and it was because of Sergeant Craig the Pitbull Pittman. I actually don't have any notes for this match. I, I found it very interesting, and I was drawn in as much as the uh, tank top guy. <laughs> yeah, I really like the cocky hill. Yeah. Being yeah. too cocky, and therefore the face gets a nice, face? oh, you might yeah. be able to pull it out. And like I said, this match helps something that happens later on, and I'm excited to talk about that when we get to it. But this match was a really good, really good match. There were still a few spots for Natsumi that were a little weird, like uh, like some of her holes and the thing where she wrapped uh, Kagitsu's neck with her leg and it just kind of kept falling off. This looked like yeah, she was she, trying to start a bicycle or, or start a motorcycle or something. Yeah, she's still got a little ways to go, but she's she's definitely getting there. And uh-huh. the fact that they put her out there with the you know the world champ and and let her go a good 15, 10, 15 minutes, yeah. and she stepped up to the plate like it was it was good booking. This match did not feel like an eight-minute match. It was very easy to watch, and both ladies did their part. Yep. Even though Kagetsu was having some fun with it, she still comes out looking like a million bucks. And Natsumi was elevated as well. Both ladies did a fantastic job here. Yeah. We get a little bit of a confusion spot at the end for me as they play Kagetsu's music, and she tells them to stop playing her music and starts changing in the ring. I will explain that in just a minute. Ah, I knew you would. Before we go into the end of the year Climax show, we get a tag match tonight that'll give us a preview of the high-speed title match as we have the team of Oedotai, Hazuki, and Natsu versus Madi Apache and Hana for our third match of the card. And holy shit, thank you, Dr. The Wife, for being able to appear on this episode as Madi starts off going so fast that I was only able to pick up Hana saying eggs again. <laughs> it wasn't really much, though. She didn't say much at all. She said... Hello, friends. Mari Apache here, and today we will be wrestling Hana and Mari versus Natsu and Atsuki. We will be showing you who is the best. And then Hana goes, huevos. Huevos. And that was it. <laughs> That's all she said. We then shoot over to the Odeotai locker room where Hazuki says it's the final Shinkiba. Natsu says, yeah, it's going to feel lonely. Hazuki says, yeah, lonely. We're fighting my next opponent, Mary. Natsu says, but she's with Hannah. Is that okay? I'm worried. She's a little scary these days. Hazuki, is she scary? Natsu, kind of. Hazuki, I'm not interested in her. I actually wanted to ask you to beat her up. Beat up Hana, and then beat up Mary. I'll take care of her. Natsu, if we win today, you'll surely get that belt. Hazuki, that's true. Let's do it. I'll rob you of that belt. This wasn't a promo from Hazuki and Natsu, more so like a casual conversation. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's kind of a typical audio tie, especially when they're in a group back there just talking amongst themselves, entertaining themselves. All right, Matt, I'm going to answer your question for you. Ready? Yep. We cut back to the ring and we see Kagetsu and Nao still there from the last match. 
So this is our first time seeing that it's obvious that the pre-batch promos are done well in advance. I don't mind, but I do kind of wish they had like an interview person. Not mm-hmm. saying they need a mean gene or anything, but it'd be interesting to see them catch wrestlers for a uh, pre- or post-match promo as they were heading out or coming back from the ring. See, I kind of like it this way. It adds more of a unscripted feel to it. I, I get what you're saying. But what we saw in the at the end of the last match was Kagetsu telling them to stop playing her music because the interview didn't happen in between the matches as the stardom site splits the matches up individually. She oh. was telling them to stop the music because Oyodotai was coming out next. Yeah. And she wanted the whole group to come out. Yeah. Oh. I know who could do a good ringside interview, Matt. Who's that? We could. Hey. We'd be terrible at it, but by God, we'd do it. <laughs> I'd have no clue what was going on, but I would definitely stand there and nod and smile. And then as they walk away, just look at the camera and say, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that Kegetsu stayed out there for muscle on the next match. It's the little yeah. things like this that let me appreciate stardom and the wrestlers more there. If Kegetsu had left and come back out, it would have put the focus more on her where it needed to be on Hazuki and Mari for their buildup. Yeah, and I was a fan. And it lets us get an Oyodotai dance, too, so there's always that. Yeah, I'm never going to turn down an Oyodotai dance. But now all four of them have those damn hoodies. I know. Them bastards are taunting me. What is this, seven shows in a row, Matt? Hold on, uh, let me actually check my notes on that. I have a note specifically about how they hate me and taunt me. It must be in the other notebook. (laughs) An observation here. Is Madi and Hana are coming out, it's to Hana's music. Big things coming. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Her look is also a little different this episode from the last couple. We're, we're getting there. I'm still sad that, that uh, Marty didn't get any streamers, but I'm throwing some streamers for you, Marty, so don't worry about it. We love you, Hana. We kick off with Marty and Hazuki as it looks like we're getting our preview early on tonight. The two fly around each other until Hazuki starts putting the boots to Marty and working the crowd like a pro. Holy crap, I wasn't expecting it to start out this high speed at all. But as she's running the ropes, Hana stops her and sets up a massive clothesline for Madi. Natsu tries to save her, but Madi stops her and we dump outside. Yeah, we get Mary and Hana out Odeotai and Odeotai. As they're out there, I was thinking, I think this is okay. I know these two groups are really the only ones that do this, but since the next show is a singles match between Madi and Hazuki, you don't want to be giving away everything just yet beforehand. Well, I also like it because it's building Madi and Hana up as... Like even like I said, even more monster heels than even Odeotai is. Back in the ring with the two, and Madi gets Hazuki in the bow and arrow, quickly followed by Hana throwing Natsu in for one as well. But Hana puts a headlock on Natsu to turn the volume up to 11. Yeah, it was a nice little save there. She kind of slipped her right leg out of the bow and arrow, and rather than letting the spot fail, Hana immediately hooked in this headlock to keep it into another move. Really good save on her part. Yeah, I, I was amazed about on how um, she just kind of sat like a catcher on the girl's thighs. Yeah. Good teamwork for Hana and Madi to work over Hazuki and as Natsu tries to get race car ref to catch it. Hana works over Hazuki until she decides to defy some basic level physics and put Hana down with a flying dropkick from the ropes. Yeah, I don't know how you do this dropkick. Like, she jumped straight back, but hit someone to the side of her. Holy shit, Hazuki. You are amazing. Teach me. Hazuki has had enough and tags in Natsu. She gets the upper hand until Madi comes in to assist, but off the ropes, Natsu manages to double clothesline them to gain the advantage. Coming out of the Bronco Buster, Hana holds on to Natsu's leg, 
to put her off balance a bit. And then Hana just kicks her ass to the mat. Is this when we go into the big boot fight? Yes. I love this. And this is one of the things that makes me love Natsu so much. I think it was last match or the one before. I, I forget. I don't have it in my notes here. Um, I'll have to find it. But she did a kick fight with Arissa, knowing that that's whole, Arissa's whole gimmick is that she kicks better than everybody else. Well, one of the things that Hana does better than everybody else is this big boot spot. So you have Natsu trading big boots with her until Hana gets the upper hand by showing she has the best big boot. It's a really subtle way for Natsu to put somebody over and make them look like a million bucks. While this is going on, it would appear that something is on the lens of the ringside camera. I'm thinking Kagetsu's mist hit it. Maybe. Thankfully, Stardom catches stuff like this a bit quicker in the future. Yeah. Natsu turns the tables and is able to get Hana in the ropes for her own boot to the head. Nice suplex from Natsu to Hana as it sounds like she's a little winded. Yeah. Natsu runs the ropes, but Hana hits her outstanding dropkick, which allows her to tag in Mari. Mari's in, and she just lays Natsu out with a kick. Yeah. She's, she's taunting Natsu to get up, but shit, Mari, you just beat the shit out of her. Leave her alone. Yeah, I'm not getting was, up after that. There was a point where she had actually uh, taunted one someone. Did you hear that one? Basically, what she said was, come on, let's go, you bastards. When she said, ole, ole, echale, cabrona. You didn't hear that? <laughs> no, I missed that. I, yeah. I actually have a little side note here that says, slow down, Maddie. <laughs> yeah, that's what she was saying. Natsu manages to tag in Hazuki, and she comes flying in. She tries for a code breaker. Maddie says no and issues a receipt for her troubles. Holy f***. Oh, like, excuse my language there. But when she had Hazuki up in the air, just catching her by her knees, there's this awesome, like, time pause as Hazuki was like, oh, man, I done messed up. And then Mary gets her with the slam afterwards. Beautiful moment. <laughs> you continue. But I think you guys have already passed it. But basically, there was a move in here somewhere where one of the fighters decided to get the other one in the corner and just kind of crotch bang her. And yeah, uh, as soon as I yeah, as soon as I saw that, I thought of the robot banging the uh, the wash. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a picture of that underneath the comment. <laughs> That's, what I, that's, that's exactly what I thought of when I saw it. I'm like, what is that? Rolling reverse figure yawn into Matt, what is this? It's STF, right? Sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was an STF. It's kind of what John Cena does. I'm a little confused, but I do know for a fact that Mary does start ragdolling Hazuki's head while she's in the headlock. Oh, yeah. There yeah, ain't nothing I saw that. Do. Yeah, that was crazy. Hana manages to hold off Natsu for Mari to lay this in for a second. But Natsu does eventually get freed up. She pushes Mari into Hana to avoid a double clothesline, and Hazuki is there to fly in from the outside to dropkick them both. Spinning DDT out of the corner from Hazuki as she used the ropes to get elevation, and it was quick. Yeah. But out of the two count, Hazuki puts in a headlock to continue the offensive. Hazuki has Mari in the ropes to hit a perfectly timed kick. The camera was in the perfect spot as well, and it looks like they cleaned it up a bit too. Yeah, it looked nice. Holy shit. Hazuki hits a scoop slam to Mari, and it looks like Hazuki had to do some of the work on that one herself. Yeah, she did that all by herself. I'd almost end the match on that. Yeah, it was impressive. Up top for Hazuki to try and fly, but Hana slows her down until Natsu brings in the whip. Hazuki misses the stomp, but rolls out of it like a pro. And then uh, Natsu wasn't going for the stomp there, though. She was going for a finisher. And then Mari lays her ass out with a lariat. Yeah. The only thing tougher than that lariat was the power bomb she immediately followed it up with. 
Boom. Have it right here in my notes. Yeah. They struggled to get that pin, though. I mean, it was just one after the other. Yeah, it was it was a nice little sequence. But the pin is broken up as Natsu is in now. Natsu runs the ropes and Mighty hits her spinning kick to Natsu. Textbook scoop slam to Natsu. And the crowd is now on Mighty's side for this match. Yeah, they're eating this match up. Mighty goes to scoop slam Hazuki, but Hazuki manages to Hazuki out of it. Hazuki is now a verb. Hana comes in to break up the pin attempt. Hazuki is set up on the ropes and Mighty just lays her out again with a clothesline. Mm-hmm. Followed by Hana with a boot. Hana pulls her into the middle of the ring, and Mighty flies in off the second rope with her rolling kick, but it's not enough to put her down yet. No. Hana and Mighty hit the double kick onto Hazuki's back, and Mighty hits the scoop slam that looks like a tombstone into a slam. Yeah, the Michinoku driver. And that's enough to get the three in 10-20. Damn good match. Yeah. So is Hazuki ready to challenge for the high-speed belt at the end of the year climax show? Find out! Next after next time, because next episodes are FAQ. Drop your questions now. Uh-huh. Post-match, Dr. My Wife, help us out. <laughs> okay, so she goes, Good evening, beloved audience. Mari Apache has shown you that you don't need to be fast to win against a girl. Blah, blah, blah. Best outcome. Blah, blah, blah. Respect? <laughs> <laughs> so she, it, just, it just got really hard to hear eventually. She just didn't enunciate not that i'm i'm not bragging on her or nothing like that but yeah it was just hard to hear a couple of the words but the gist of it is you know you don't need to be the best the skinniest and the fastest to beat the ass of some girl and gain respect yeah and then we get azuki on the mic saying okay i lost but it's a tag match december 24th it's a singles match poor mary Hazuki is going to teach you what high speed means i'll set a new bar for belts and stardom and give you the worst christmas such an awesome ending line there. This match was a barn burner out of 10. I thoroughly enjoyed this match, especially kind of what she was talking about with Mary's and Hazuki's little finishing sayings there. Yeah, Mary got the win, but she couldn't do it by herself. She had to have Hana there to help beat her down there at the end to get the pin. So will it be different when it's just Mari versus Hazuki? I'm so excited for this feud and this tag match definitely helped build that way. And I want to give mad props to Natsu because it's, you know, you tend to see Natsu coming out and assume it's going to be a comedy match. There was no comedy in this whatsoever. Natsu showed that she's just as good in the ring as these other three women that are amazing in the ring. I I loved everything about this match. Speaking of previews, we have another one coming up to set the stage for the Goddess of Stardom defense at the end of the year climax show. It's Queen's Quest, Azumi, Konami, and Utami versus the stars of Mayu, Kid, and Saki. Can you say Azumi, Konami, Utami three times fast? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that you say it's a preview because we shoot back to Utami and that's exactly what she says. This is a preview of the upcoming Goddesses match. In yesterday's artist match, Saki got one over on us. I want to win today to lead up to the 24th. Good to see you, Tommy, do this promo. It kind of squashes the question of if she's supposed to talk or not. (laughs) Right? Maybe they just allowed her to do the speaking this time so that they wouldn't forget to let her speak. In a callback to episode four, where Matt pointed out that I do not, in fact, have Mayu's ring attire, because that'd just be creepy, I do, in fact, have one of the shirts that she's wearing from her pre-match promo. On a scale of one to Mayu, how awkward was the Stars promo, Matt? Uh, full Mayu. So we shoot over and Starlight says, Today is Stars versus QQ. We'll be facing Utami, who Mayu and Saki will face at Korokin Hall. At this point, we get the full Mayu as she tries to 
figure out how to do the stars symbol then into the QQ symbol and can't quite make a Q with her hand. Starlight continues, I hope we win and ride a big wave in Korokin. I'm taking out Azumi. Mayu then says, yesterday in Yokohama, Saki pinned Momo. So next is Utami. Tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow. On the 24th. Let's have a lot of momentum. So she can't remember exactly when she's supposed to fight him. They start doing weird wave motions with their hands. I think they're wave motions. Let's go stars. And then they all try to remember how to actually do the stars gestures and kind of shoot back and forth between the doing them with their full arms to doing them with their fingers. As the stars are making their entrance, I can't help but think about something you said on the last show, Matt. What's that? You said that Mayu was showing heel tendencies because she couldn't do the stars pose. Mm -hmm. I think it's the evil spirit that Saki is throwing off. Ah. So yeah, the first thing I noticed was Mayu's got a big bullseye on her knee. She's got this big knee brace and is kind of limping a little bit. And then they attempt to make the S's again and like full body S's and just can't quite figure out how to do it because stars is awkward. Starlight Kid with the stretching again. Yeah, I don't know how she does that. We start off with Mayu leading the team of stars to try to shake the hands with QQ because she's a face. Uh-huh, uh-huh. QQ refuses, and Izumi lets us know that she's ready to go first. Mayu, being the ultimate babyface, moves in to protect Kid from having to get hurt. And we now was have it? a matchup that I really want to see in a singles match. Was it to protect her, or was it my knee's bad, let me go ahead and get my action out of the way quickly? The bell rings, and Izumi is quick to work the crowd who seem to be waiting to chant her name. Yeah, it's really weird to see people chanting for Azumi over Mayu. After the crowd working, we get to business as Mayu and Azumi show us how this match is supposed to be done. Yeah. Even though it was quick and not a lot of contact was made, these two clearly are great wrestlers. Like, you can clearly tell that Mayu's favoring the knee, but in this sequence of events with Azumi, you wouldn't even guess that there was anything bothering her. From the standoff, it looks like these two are about to go at it again for round two. But QQ quickly come in for the bum rush and pile up on Mayu. Ozumi and Utami whip Mayu into a waiting Konami, and she lays her out with a kick to the chest. Ozumi mm -hmm. tries to get a pin, and after her and Utami hit synced up drop kicks. Out of that, Mayu manages to get in a good scoop slam to tag in Saki. Saki gets some drop kicks into Azumi, who's in the ropes, and then whips her across the ring. Holy shit, did Azumi eat a drop kick from her. Yeah, that drop kick was flush. After that, Saki rolls Azumi into the star's corner and tags in Kid for the assist. Wait, 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 wait. So we're just gonna go past the hill work in the corner of all three people stomping on Azumi? Kid gets in a set of So hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's say that I agree with you, right? My is not... You've heard it here, folks. Kid gets in a set of scoop slams to write home about and nails a nice drop kick into Azumi in the neutral corner. She can't quite get the pin and tags in Saki, who gets Azumi with a nice running bulldog for Azumi to take a little extra damage from Mayu, doing a complete 270 degree, yes, I checked the math on this because that's ain't math, backsplash. And then into the double drop kicks. They go for a high five as Mayu almost left Saki hanging. Maybe she knows. <laughs> Maybe this is the foundation for betrayal. If you always left me hanging for a high five, maybe I'd betray you. But Mayu is slightly confused as the tag was already made. After a scoop slam, Saki begins to make Azumi humble, but then starts to pull her hair. Azumi reverses a whip, hits a dropkick, and manages to tag in Utami for her to use her size as an advantage. 
Marginal amounts of chaos as the ring is crowded for a second, but quickly cleans up and we see Saki lock in the Imperial Standard standing toward Wrench. Utami manages to make it to the corner to knock Saki off. Saki tries to take control of the situation and after a quick exchange hits Utami with a double underhook suplex that only seizes two. Mayu is back in and everything is going well until Utami takes her on a ride with a very snug arm drag. It's Kanabi's turn now, and she pelts over to Mayu and lays in a thick crossbody leg. Again, the camera is in the perfect place for this, as she got all of it. Yeah, it was brutal. Snap suplex, and Kanabi is on the injured knee of Mayu, and you can tell that it's more than what Mayu's bargained for. Yeah, she's the first one to really focus on the leg. And at first, I just had to be like, damn, man. But yeah, man, work what you got. Konami rolls it into an ankle lock, followed by a high-flying German suplex and flying kick to the head from the corner. You're talking about that released German suplex? Yep. Where she released Mayu from this world? Yeah, just flies off into orbit. <laughs> yeah, damn, brutal, brutal German. Taken only the way Mayu can take a move. Saki sneaks in for a little help, and this allows Mayu to hit a German suplex of her own. Yeah, it was a clean German. No receipt. Decent looking kick to Konami, but you could tell that Mayu is having some legitimate knee problems here. Mm-hmm. Mayu tries for the dragon suplex, but Konami turns it around and hits an enziguri. Okay, everyone out of the pool so Kit and Azumi can put on a clinic for us. Yeah, just few to the ages, man. I could watch these two wrestle a hundred times. They, they know each other so well, and they put on such a good show. Both go at it strong, with Kit getting in the 8166 and the standing moonsault. As QQ was about to enter and break up the display, Mayu and Saki go to keep things under control. And all by herself, Kid is able to set up Azumi for the top rope spinning frog splash. But QQ does manage to come in and break up the pen. Kid runs the ropes to jump on top of Azumi and do her posing roll move. But Itami just lariats her off and Azumi takes the opportunity to issue a receipt for her troubles. I was really confused by this spot. She had to run by Utami to actually set up the move. Like, what did you think Utami was going to do? Utami's tagged in and just woman handles Kid easily. As Utami's trying to get in the torture rack, Kid wiggles through to a roll-up, and they trade pin attempts until Stars comes in, stereo slap Utami, and then go to stop QQ from coming in. They can't prevent them from breaking up the pin. QQ reverse the double Irish whips and they drop kick the stars out of the ring while Utami is going up to the second rope. On a side note, Kid is probably one of the best sellers in the wrestling business because yeah. when Utami comes off the ropes, Kid makes it look a whole lot worse than what it was. Surround sound drop kicks from QQ to Kid in the middle of the ring, followed by Utami hitting a German suplex for the three at 11:13. Ah, sorry. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to get back to the page. I lost my notes. So How do you lose the notes while you're looking at them? <laughs> so before um, you end this one, is this the one where, and I'm trying to remember, is this the one where Mayu was pulling hair? Saki was I, pulling hair. Well, there was one where someone was pulling hair, and they did a look over their move. Did you, did you see that? Yeah, it was Saki. I, I was getting those two. I always get them confused. Yeah. One's good, one's evil. How do you get them confused? Yeah, Saki's good, Mayu's evil. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it was quite a German. I think it was more of a Stalin belly-to-back, but good finish out of nowhere. Uh, we then get Utami getting on the mic saying, Mayu, Saki, in yesterday's artist match, Kashima cashed in all her chips. In the Goddess's title match, we will defend our belts at all cost. Saki then gets on the mic and says, Hey, 
Hayashishta. Have you heard the proverb that if a bad thing happens twice, it'll happen a third time? I've beaten Momo four times now. That's twice as many times for a third thing to happen. There was a third time and a fourth time, and there's going to be a fifth. It seems that it's finally within our reach. Think of how humiliated you'll feel to your father if I pin you for three. Get ready. Firstly, that's an awesome line, the proverb thing, but the math doesn't add up. That's not how math works. Yeah, I have here. Saki shows she's a heel by spouting off some walkie math. (laughs) Some Steiner math. (laughs) And then I looked it up. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I was curious why she would call out Utami's father. Uh, Apparently, he is a pig to do in Japan. And there was a reality show based on Utami and her family as she was getting ready to go into wrestling. So he is kind of a a well-known figure over there. And that's kind of why I guess she's making this call out of I'll embarrass you in front of your dad because he's kind of a big deal. Another great preview match of what to be as expected for the end of the year climax show. Yeah, it was a really good match. I think... You could definitely tell Mayu was a bit injured, and they worked around that really well by having the the other women kind of show off and still let Mayu get in her little burst every now and then. Um, it was well-paced. It was it was quick all the way through. Uh, solid match. A lot of these matches I couldn't really take a lot of notes for because I was actually into them. So that's it was a nice change from what I normally do, which is actually taking meticulous notes on every little thing that they do. Because, one, I'm bored, or two, the match is just... No, the pace hasn't picked up yet, you know what I mean? But these were really – this one was a really good one too. Yeah, they're doing a really good job of setting up the 24th show. Well, it's a little obvious now when they walk around the ring. EA pointed out in the comments of the last video that Mayu is legitimately hurt right now. You can see her left knee is tightly bandaged up for this match. Mm-hmm. And she will be out of action for a little bit after this show as she has to go into physical therapy for about a month. This is due to extensive wear and tear that eventually caught up with her on the last show. She'll make her return next month in the stardom timeline, not ours, and be in tag matches exclusively until she's fully recovered. Although it takes her a little bit to return to singles action, when she does, it'll be worth it. Who am I? Am I a freak? Am I the undead? Oh no, 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 dear. I... I'm terror personified. <laughs> I am holiday. According to sources, the plans were originally for Mayu to... Nah, I'm just messing with y'all. I ain't pulling a Meltzer on you. I have no idea what they wanted to do. No clue. <laughs> for our last match of the night, we have Natsuko challenging Momo for the Wonder of Stardom Championship. She fought Jungle to a time limit draw on the last show. Does she have it in her to defeat Momo tonight? I am feeling this match. There is definitely main event hype that they've been building up for a couple of weeks now. I I am so ready for this. As we shoot back to the back and Natsuko's on the mic saying, Today I go for the white belt. It's something I've wanted for a long time. It's my chance and I want to bring it home. We then shoot over to Momo who says, Today I have my eighth title defense and I face Natsuko. I never thought she'd be a challenger, but I'm counting on a successful defense. I'm going to teach you that you aren't ready for this belt. Both promos straight to the point as I am ready for this match. Yeah, I'm I am geared up. I'm excited. Let's get into it. As Natsuko is entering the ring, she does a fist bump with Jungle showing that the two have made up. Man, I love stardom continuity. Yeah. 
Have we talked about QQ theme music yet, Matt? I mean, we've mentioned it, but I don't know if we've ever gone into it. Whoever does the theme music in Stardom is on top of things. I think it's so cool that all the members of QQ have their own theme, but mm-hmm. allow for you to know that they are in the same group when you hear their individual themes. Yeah, I'm a fan. We've hit on it before, and we'll continue to in the future, but the pre-match photos and posing with the belt for a title match is always a nice touch. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things about Stardom. And like I said, I'm already excited about this, and it has a main event feel. And then you throw in the posing and the belt. It draws you in immediately. Simple things like this add to the value of the championship and can even add to the storyline in a non-direct way. Mm -hmm. Right before we get into introductions, it's Old Ref. He made his way into the main event tonight. As he should. Old Ref summons the bell, and we're off. Straight into a spear that I don't think Momo fully expected right away. (laughs) No. And then into a couple more before Momo rolls out to avoid what she can. But Natsuko is right after her. She attempts a spear outside and they go into a test of strength of sorts that Natsuko wins with a scoop slam. I really enjoyed Natsuko hitting three spears right off the bat. It adds that feel of desperation of I have to do this to prove myself that they've set up for Natsuko for this match and you're immediately you're behind her you want it and you can tell she wants it up on the ring apron and Natsuko pops Momo in the jaw with her knee Momo falls back inside and Natsuko is still going to town on her she's finally able to stop the one-sided exchange by running out of the corner with a drop kick as Natsuko was about to spear her again she then starts to put the boots to Natsuko It ends up with Momo having a foot in the throat of Natsuko as she was laying on the bottom rope. But Old Ref was there to five count it away. Yeah, I really like this spot to where at first Momo just kind of has her foot on her and Ref comes in to check and she's like, I'm not doing anything. And then as Ref gets closer, she actually starts kicking her in the face a bit. So Old Ref has to actually start the count. Really good heel work. More footwork from Momo as she eventually just starts trying to taunt Natsuko in the ropes. As Old Ref was checking in on her, Momo comes in for a leg to the chest to lay her out. Momo drags Natsuko to the corner and just keeps working her over. You wouldn't think it from the start of this match, but Momo seems to have everything well under control at this point, as it looks like she is an absolute ring general here. Yeah. As Natsuko is trying to mount an offense, Momo just taunts a little and shows her the feet of doom. Off an Irish whip, and Natsuko can't quite knock down Momo. Momo just flicks her hair back and lets Natsuko try for anything. But Momo has all the answers. Finally, Natsuko is able to shoulder tackle Momo down. Natsuko starts slapping the chest of Momo, and they sounded pretty rough. She tries again for the corner spear, but Momo dodges and starts working a mud hole in her. We see a peach sunrise attempt, but Natsuko rolls out of it, only for Momo to land the knees to the face and try for a pin. Was this the spotting of flying old ref? Ooh, I must have missed this. Uh, I don't know if it's the exact spot, but there was one where he did the whole jump and turn in midair as he comes down for the one, two, three. Nice. He wasn't as obvious to this match, but I love when he does stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, he's so good. Natsuko reverses an arm lock and tries to drive Momo through the mat with a reverse Russian leg sweep. Jesus. <laughs> she then puts in an arm bar head scissors, number one, because I haven't seen this before. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said arm bar head scissors, because that's what I have in my notes somewhere. I, I don't know which notes, but one of the notes. Momo is finally able to make the ropes, and Natsuko is still working on her and issues a proper couple of spears to follow up. Yeah, I, I like this spear attack over and over and over every time she gets a chance. 
She does get a little overconfident by trying to pick up Momo for a slam. It leads to Momo flying out of the corner to land the knees onto Natsuko. Both ladies are up, and we see some back and forth until Natsuko uses pure strength to lay Momo across the ropes and elbow her down to the mat. That was pretty creative. Uh, Yeah, it was a bit of a hanging side slam is what I have it put as. And this is also my favorite, one of my favorite moments of the match. As she's doing this, Jungle is going absolutely crazy on the outside, banging the rope, banging the mat, cheering on Natsuko. Like if I'm ever doing anything important in my life, I want Jungle there cheering me on. Natsuko hits two frog splashes in a row onto Momo and goes for a third and hits it. But it only sees her get a two. As Natsuko tries to get Momo in a scoop slam, Momo wiggles out and goes for the knees from the second turnbuckle again. But Natsuko catches her with a spear. So good. So good. Natsuko is the first one up and she delivers a swinging rock bottom. Swinging side slam. She gets up and slams Momo down to set her up for the flying attack. But Momo is up and stuns her with a kick. Momo continues the climb, and after a bit of struggle that included a stiff slap across the face, mm-hmm. suplexes Momo off the top. The superplex. Yeah, Momo gets her in a nice crossface chicken wing, and when it's clear that Natsuko is not going to tap, turns it into the tequila sunrise. The ladies are showing that they are a bit gassed as Momo underhook German suplexes Natsuko. It looks like Natsuko is going to do the same to Momo, but she turns it into a pin attempt, and they roll around trying to pin each other, with Momo barely getting out of the last one. Yeah, this was definitely two and 99 100s. Like, I was completely sold that this was going to be the finish of the match. And not only me, but you see Jungle and Kaori, like, right there, and they're completely sold that it's the end of the match as well. Like, they have drawn us completely into this, and I bought that this was a finish. Like, this is how you get people involved in a match. Momo is back up, and she cold cocks Natsuko with a roundhouse kick to the head. This is followed by a modified German suplex, and she is able to get the three in 12.50. Yeah, that's the peach sunrise. Jungle is in quick to check on Natsuko, but steps out when Japanese Jack Tunney comes in with the white belt and trophy. Old Ref straightens everything out for the post-match photos. And with that, Momo has defended the white belt for the eighth time, and this puts her two successful defenses away from tying the all-time leaders of Arissa and Io at 10. Yeah, and before we get into the post-match stuff, this is how you do a main event. I bought everything about this match, the build-up for it that we've watched over the past couple weeks. Everything has been phenomenal. And these two ladies tore the house down. This was a phenomenal match that I was, I took notes, but I had to struggle to take notes because I was locked into this all the way through. So at the end of it, Momo gets on the mic to say exactly what you just said. This was my eighth title defense and it was successful. Natsuko, you put up a good fight. She then offers her a handshake. And while Natsuko denies the handshake, she kind of does it in a way to say, I'm tired. Give me a minute. Like it wasn't a diss to deny the handshake. Momo says, so what happens to the two of you? You don't seem to be happy where you're at. Well, whether you make up or not, you decide what's best for you. I think it was a little bit of an invitation for Natsuko to come over to QQ. Jungle rolls in, grabs a mic of her own and says, Natsuko, what do you say? and offers her a handshake of her own, which Natsuko accepts. Momo says, fine, you two want to get back together? I don't need to see that. Get out of my ring, and kind of kicks him out of the ring. She then says, next week is the Goddesses of Stardom title match. Final show of the year, 
And with Utami by my side, we will win. And they hit the QQ closer. This was my favorite match of the night. It was a unique combination of brute force and technical wrestling put into something you don't normally see today. Both ladies are built like tanks and also have the skill to accomplish mind-blowing results. It was a very serious match that had the story of Natsuko battling some insecurities building up to it. And for the most part, the storytelling with Natsuko and Jungle was all you needed to build to this match. I don't think I can really name another feud quite like this one either. You built this match with one participant going after someone completely different than the champion, but it all made sense in the end. So if this match had lacked anything, which I don't think it did, it was made up by the struggle of Natsuko. Yeah, Nazuko's really proved herself over the last two shows. And to do it all within like 24 hours is amazing. And this is what I wanted to talk about earlier. You had the, in the Kagetsu versus Natsumi match, you had kind of the same dynamic of a cocky champion fighting the underdog upstart. And they were ran completely different. Kagetsu played the cocky heel and it almost cost her and allowed Natsumi to go longer. Momo played the cocky heel because she had a counter for everything Natsuko had. And because of the match earlier in the night and then kind of, I, I assume, getting together backstage, you didn't have both matches doing the exact same thing. You had a match earlier in the night complimenting the, the main event. And that's something I haven't seen on a show in I don't know how long. And just everything about the buildup for this match, this entire show, all came to a head in this main event. And this is how wrestling should be. We had expressed some concern over the last couple of episodes that Natsuko not being able to take out Jungle prior to this may have hindered the opportunity with Momo. But I think everything played out exactly as it needed to. Momo is a strong champion and Natsuko is clearly on the rise here. Yeah, both of these both of these women come out looking great. Like this is a prime example of you don't have to win to be awesome. Like Natsuko did not win her last two matches. But you can now bank on her because of what she did in the past two matches. She's now a star. Clearly, this was my match of the night for everything I already went over. Yeah, I don't I don't think we have to struggle for that one except for Dr. The Wife. Why do I got to be the one to struggle? Well, you didn't have any notes. I'm assuming you had a different match of the night. And than you, us. and you, <laughs> with your lost notes, at least I admitted I didn't take notes on this match. No, that's fine. You lost but was, this, was this your match of the night? My match of the night was actually uh, Kagitsu and Natsumi. And, you know, contrary to what many may believe that I might choose, always choose Mari, I actually liked the Kagitsu fight because um, it was really entertaining. It was fast paced. A lot of the moves were one after the other. They were hit very well. And I don't know, overall, I didn't take much notes for that one because I was really into that match. I, I can see that because like I say if Natsuko and Momo hadn't have been on this card, Kagetsu and Natsumi probably would have been my match of the night. So I, I can give you that one. Yeah. This was a very well-placed show that built to the last show of the year where many barns will be burnt down. I am anticipating. And since we've come to the end of the show, it leaves us to Hill of the Night. Dr. The Wife, who was your favorite hill in this evening? I, like I said, I keep getting these two confused, but I'm just going to describe who it was and you just give me the name. My heel okay. of the night was the person who was pulling hair and said, look over there. Saki. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I, I, I enjoyed the couple times that I saw that. The face. Saki. <laughs> I'm not alone. My heel of the night is actually a tag team. I've got to give it to Mari and Hana. 
I, I think they out Odeo tied Odeo tie. They showed that they were an excellent tag team in that match, and they're just disregard and just beat the shit out of their opponents. So I'm giving yeah, it to Madi and Hana. Uh, I, that's a good one too. Walden. Clearly an evil influence in the ring and trying to get others caught by the refs for her own mischievous actions. Saki is heel of the night as her evil knows no bounds. Do you remember that old commercial? I learned it by watching you, Dad. You can replace the kid with Saki and the dad with Mayu. I learned it by watching Mayu. Well, that's it for this episode. Before we head into the end of the year climax show, we'll be doing our FAQ episode. Don't forget to head on over to all of our social media thingamajiggers at Face for Wrestling and participate in our Reddit FAQ thread. As always, check out www.stardom-world.com where you can get some amazing wrestling action for only 920 yen a month. I'm Waldo. I'm the Matt. And I'm Dr. The Wife. And don't forget, everyone is different and everyone is good. are my notes what about in here no gotta be in here somewhere Mm, no are these them